Welcome to the Healthy Beast. In this episode, I'm talking to Dan Vinny. He's a mixed martial arts champion. He's a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He trains Hollywood stars, soldiers, police officers. So he's a proper top-level fighter, top-level martial artist. But he's also a little bit of a wild man. Sorry in advance because I get the giggles a few minutes in because he's telling me some of his crazy fighting stories from the early days. But I think you're really going to like it. Dan Vinny. Dan Vinny, welcome. So you may be a mixed martial arts champion, but you're also my jiu-jitsu instructor. So where you been, man? Yeah, but I've, uh, I've been around. Like the last time, it'd be like what I was in Vietnam, and I was there. I made the move there, and that was a mistake. Uh, so then I come back, and then I'm, I've made the move to the UAE. Why was Vietnam a mistake? It's a different lifestyle, and you know the things that were supposed to be there and supposed to be solid weren't. You know, accommodation and tra- transport and all that sort of stuff. And it's kind of, as much as I love the country and, and the people and whatever, because of the economy and whatnot, you're making money that's good for Vietnam. If you want to leave anywhere else outside of, you know, Southeast Asia, you're broke. You know, so I'm rich for Vietnam, broke for everywhere else. So I, you know, it was like, I couldn't afford to fly back. And I'm like, I was working. So I'm like, I can't really make this work. And if I work in London or if I work in the UAE, I've got money for everywhere. And how long were you there? I was there like four months. So you're teaching and fighting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I had a couple of fights over there. I had a couple of jiu-jitsu competitions over there. But yeah, just mostly coaching. So to coaching MMA? Or yeah, like, like everything. You know, if you teach, if you coach an MMA gym, you might be doing jiu-jitsu, you might be doing Thai boxing, you do boxing. So yeah, I was kind of doing everything, but I was mostly running the MMA program over there. Well, I've not been. What's, what's, all I know about Vietnam is stories about people going there and doing things like shooting a cow with a... That I think that kind of happens. Um, Going over and doing weird stuff. That <laughs> yeah, like like uh, there is like an Asia crazy thing. Like there's I'm not again. Uh, it's it's small enough like a uh, community that everyone knows going to know what I'm talking about okay. when I say it. But yeah, there's a couple guys I know there that in somewhere else, anywhere else in the world, the most stand up, you know, straight edge, down the line sort of guys. They go to Vietnam and everything falls apart. You know, they start drinking a little bit more. They start doing a little bit of drug here and there. You start riding the things, you know, a little crazy. You start cheating on your wife. And I'm like, bro, this wasn't you in London. But um, yeah, Asia crazy, man. I don't know. So the people you're teaching, are they all these kinds of people? No, like uh, the, there's obviously a big expat community. Anyone with money over there is, you know, he's probably an expat, probably teaching English or something. But um yeah, it's, it's you know it's locals, it's it's expats, but um, MMA there's super grassroots. You know what I mean? It's not big. Technically, MMA competition still illegal in, in really? Vietnam. Like I've been uh, I've been asked to possibly fight in March in, in Vietnam, so that would be like the first legal, somewhat legal MMA show there. But um, yeah, so it's pretty it's pretty beginner. It's like it's like anything in the UK, you know, 15 years ago, mm. and when jiu-jitsu started coming up 20, 25, then it's like that. You know, I mean, it's the first, you know, it's the first group of guys going. So, um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty beginner type of stuff. But but you've kept your ties with the country, so you. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a lot of friends over there, even though they might not be my friends anymore now that I told called them Asia crazy. But um, yeah, no, I've got I've got friends over there. So they, I'm gonna they go. could all, each one of them could think you weren't actually talking exactly. about Exactly. No, I definitely weren't talking about you. Doesn't make me. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about the others. You're fine. Yeah, no, but um, yeah, so I've still got ties there. But like I said, the UAE is is treating me well now. What's the scene like back there? Because other than I went to, to Dubai like twenty years ago, 
Um, I don't know the. Well, all you really have to look at is you know the ADCC Abu Dhabi Combat Club. Um, founded. So, for people who don't know jiu-jitsu, so the massive jiu-jitsu organizations and competitions they have over there. Yeah. So, like the biggest, the biggest nogi competition in the world is is, is based out of out of uh, Abu Dhabi. Uh, like maybe the second biggest gi competition, the UAE BJJF, is is based out of the UAE, and it's it's a cultural thing. You know, it's in schools. It's in the military, you, you know. It's, it's mandatory. You have to, you have really? to train. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's the job I've got now. Coach the military. Coach the presidential guard. So it's a legit. You know, it's not in a gym. It's not begging for PTs. It's you know, it's a legit. You get holiday pay. You get insurance. You bring your family. Like it's a legit. You know, business or in infrastructure rather. So yeah, that's that's what's happening now. So wow. So when that. did you start doing that? Um, I went like a month ago. So, um, so was it something? How did you find out about it? Did you? Uh, someone I met in Vietnam, and they were like, "Oh, you should come to Abu Dhabi." And uh, like I said, things were a little bit iffy there, so I thought, "Okay, I'll go do a week." So I did a week, and everything was going how I needed to do. So I was like, "Okay, I'll go back." And I met some people there, and they introduced me. And how did it? Um, how did it get so big over there? Jiu Jitsu. What was it? Uh, it's like anything. Like over there, it's with the royal family or, or whatever. It's it's more of a single. If you have an interest. If you're a sheikh, if you're the prince, you know, crown prince of an emirate, if you're interested in something, the country can be interested in something. You know what I mean? It's not like here where if... I was dangerously close to doing an impression then. You know, I do jiu-jitsu, you all do jiu-jitsu. It's kind of, yeah, you know, kind of Russian. <laughs> yeah, but, just, just, but um, no, so it's, it's like that. The, I believe maybe one of the crown princes liked jiu-jitsu uh, and he was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I want it in schools. I want it in the military. And that's kind of it. You know, I could be really messing up the story. Because the um, first time, I'm obviously, I mean, jiu-jitsu, as you're saying, it's pretty new here. Mm. You know, there was new jiu-jitsu when I was little and I remember it kind of arriving, all the, all the videos and stuff, all the Gracie videos. But I, the first time I knew that it was massive over here is when I started training again. You know, people were talking about Abu Dhabi and like it was the, the biggest thing. Mm. But I don't know when it kind of all kicked off, but so they were, they were all mad forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um... Yeah, so it's, it's, you know, it's part of the, not, I don't want to say part of the culture, that's not necessarily true, but uh, yeah, it's big. And, and the company I'm working with, you know, they just fly over thousands of thousands of Brazilians, you know, all legit high-level black belts. And so I kind of stuck my way in, so to speak. I guess they can, they've got the money to bring in who they exactly, want. Exactly, exactly. And, and it's a weird, again, don't want to shoot myself in the foot, but it's a weird concept in the sense of some of these guys don't really speak English too well, and they don't really speak Arabic too well. But because they're they are what they are, and and it's Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, they decide okay, we want Brazilians teaching Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, so they can do that. I was there on the day, and none of it was in English. You know, I would kind of like had to my minimal ah to the band more and all this. I was like, okay, I think this is important. Uh, but yeah, they can they can bring who they want in, and and they've got some decent guys there. You know, world champion sort of level. Like the criteria is pretty high. So is everything is. The, the language you're supposed to all communicate in English, so everyone. Mm -hmm. But uh, or Arabic, you know. But Portuguese yeah, again. So you're, you're a month in. How's it? How's it go? Nah, not so good. Like I, I, a couple swear words. Yeah. Hello, goodbye. Yeah, not so good. But, but do you like the life there? It's it's you know it's it's what I wanted. I made a I made a statement a year ago about not wanting to do another winter in England, and everybody knows you know the weather's it's too cold, yeah, all my joints hurt. You know, it rains. Oh, I don't mind, man. You're tougher than me. You're oh, in better shape than me, bro. Yeah, man, don't 
you know, my, my, my joints are all messed up and my fingers hurt I mean well, we can we can um, compare we'll be like the what's the skit the uh, Yorkshireman or whatever oh yeah, yeah. Was like, you I think that's bad that's yeah, a, yeah exactly. I used to grow up I, I wake up in the five in the morning <laughs> work in the mine yeah. took mine yeah I know what you mean about the winter but I don't know I think I just find find reasons to like it it's, it's part of the character when, when it starts getting cold and nights start drawing in everyone's going ooh nearly Christmas mm. and you're not like that no, no like I need I, again I took a picture two days before I left uh, of me in shorts under a palm tree in the middle of winter and I'm like yeah I, I, I can deal with this I think, I think maybe what it's like here has given us this character that we're supposed to suffer a little bit yeah stiff upper lip yeah. and so you see someone doing that oh you can't possibly like that all all year round you can have a nice time for a bit and then it's back to slight suffering yeah. I think that's part of my character and I think I think I've always got that at the back of my mind you know? I, I think you're right even in the sense of how we as as English people or, or whatever you want to refer to as, as hold ourselves across the world you know if if someone talks bad about England from somewhere else if it's like well their food isn't so good and their weather isn't so good I will defend it to the death you know, it's no, it's the best country in the world. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. We're okay. But the second I go away, I'm like, yeah, this is this is nice. I can deal with this. So I, I don't know, man. But yeah, right now everything's everything's going well over there. But you grew up here, right? Yeah, born and bred here. Even though everyone keeps asking, where are you from originally? Why? Why do they ask that? Because I have the beard. Is you know, it? I got I've got a big nose. Like I don't know, man. I found I sound a bit funny, apparently. Everyone asks me where I'm from originally. Do they? Yeah, man. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah get Eastern European get Middle Eastern uh, I've had New Zealand I mean you don't look as pasty white as me but like I've just come back from yeah, yeah. Really, <laughs> my biggest my biggest problem over there was tanning hours prime tanning hours are between 11 and 1 that was my biggest concern bro why what? I don't understand no I, I had to go get my tanning hours Oh, you? but is it not like a bit too hot nah bro I'm good, I'm good. but it's winter as well so it's a okay. nice it's, it's our summer as opposed to 50 degrees and you know okay so yeah so the winter gets I mean it's still hot though right yeah still still cool yeah but so you grew up around here and when did you um, when did you start fighting when did you start martial arts well this is this is a, a weird story like I told I told this a lot so I was from five I wanted to pro wrestle you know I wanted to be a pro wrestler oh, so okay so when you how old are you now uh, 31 so when you were five what what, what were the pro wrestlers uh, The Undertaker Hulk Hogan yeah uh, you know all those guys yeah you, you but you missed the really good ones when I was a kid Big Daddy yeah I remember yeah, but I that did. was I had to especially <laughs> look that, that up you could just be fat yeah yeah <laughs> but, so you wanted to be a pro wrestler so I wanted to be that and then you get to and I was 10 years you know I would set up I would set up my little little shows in my back garden and I had all these dreams and then in the UK it's not really a thing you know you can't really now it's it's definitely more open but then it was kind of if you're not American and you're not massive it's not really gonna work so then I got to 15 and and also people don't want to hear about you wrestle in your in your garden in your underwear so this wasn't just like thinking I want to do that one day you quite oh there was everything you really really meant it 100% how far did that well go did you get the Get an outfit. Yeah, I had an outfit. I had I had my names. I had my yeah. gimmicks. I would cut promos in front of the mirror, and oh, like this really? was everything. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not well, and that's no, why no, I stopped no, chasing the wrong way. <laughs> that's, um, it's interesting. Yeah, but um, no, but like again, it wasn't cool. So because it wasn't cool, and no girls are interested in guys that you know roll around in their underwear with our guys. Uh, I was like, okay, I need to. I need something else. I need another outlet. 
for that physicality and, and, and all that sort of stuff. So I, I bought a magazine, like a martial arts weekly or whatever it was called. And Combat. It, yeah, that, I think it was that one. And in the back page, there was a, an advert that said like, fighters wanted. And I was like, I'll, I'll do that. I'll call them up. So I, I called them up and I was like, uh, yeah, I've had, I've had a ton of fights already. Uh, I'm, how old are you? Oh, I'm 18. Uh, you know, okay, cool. You can fight this guy. I was like, okay, cool. So, um, what kind of was it? Know what kind of fight? Yeah, MMA fight. Yeah, it's MMA, it's yeah. MMA. I watched. I bought uh, UFC five on VHS, and I was like, "All right, that's good enough. I get. I get what it is. I know what you got to do." Um, unfortunately, no one tapped in UFC five, so we'll talk about that later on. But like, so I had, I had, uh, I had a fight, and um, the guy beat me up horribly. Like, you know, because they, they signed me up, and I, I, I got elbowed in the eye. He took me down, broke my arm, and I was kind of like, "Oh, I didn't." But like sorry, to pour, sorry to interrupt your story, right? <laughs> yeah, but, I kind of dropped a bit. But yeah, but so you, you're fighting this guy and you've just told them you've got this experience and that you're 18 and you're mm-hmm. 15 mm-hmm. or 9 or whatever well, crazy you well, and um, But what are you thinking in your head? What moves have you got I'm, ready? I'm, I'm good. I've, again, I've, just, seen, I've just, seen a video. I've had a couple fights, you know, in, 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 in the garden. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I thought that was close enough. And... Uh, and yeah, that was that was kind of it. So and you're there, properly proper setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tape pans. Yeah, there, and you've got nothing. You've got I, nothing in the locker. No, got, no, no. I had to borrow. No. I had to borrow gloves. Uh, I was wearing my karate gi trousers. Um, and yeah, and this guy looked all serious and had like like he was like punching the wall, warming up, and and he was a man. He was like thirty two. And I was like, he was a skinny old kid. Yeah, yeah no any fighting at all. Yeah, than resting in the garden. Exactly, exactly. And I was like, nah, this will this will be good. I, and I was too stupid to realize I should be nervous. And I was like. Yeah, that's, I'm just gonna kill him. This mate. is gonna be brilliant. I'm gonna <laughs> and, and and yeah. So this grown man, who presumably actually has had fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He threw you to the ground with some technique you didn't understand, and yeah. then broke your arm with another technique you didn't understand. Exactly, exactly. And and the thing that was the thing that was really messed up about it, he him and his team offered to help me after. They were like, okay, you you know you seem tough and stupid, and you can come you can come and train the gym. And I so I didn't understand the concept of training, or that you were supposed to have a team, or that you were supposed to do anything. I, so I saw that as like a weakness. I was like, Nah, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight you again one day. And I'm like, I don't want to train with you. And it would just go. I would go back and I would watch more VHS videos. And and I was like, Yeah, this will, I'll get him. I'll get him somehow. I I, I wrote his name down. You see, this is the sort of thing that other people do in their head. Exactly, man. I, other people do this sort of thing. Kids do this sort of thing in their head all the time. <laughs> yeah, I just but no you, one told me no, bro. No one stopped me from doing this. And uh, you would think you would think they should have, like, because I remember I brought my mum, I brought my brother, I brought my sister, and my mum. <laughs> But they must know, and you've just tried to learn stuff from the telly. I, I don't know. I, well, it was all told then that you've been like. Yeah, well, it was it was set. Like my mum, like you know, God bless her. She did, you know, she did the best job she could with us, and but she had it hard, and and it was separate. Like as long as we weren't, you know, as long as we weren't in jail or dead or or, or doing anything crazy, it, it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. oh, you want to do the fighting? Okay, cool, do the fighting. And um, so yeah, we were allowed. I was allowed to. To pursue it you know and mm. and i remember after after i broke my arm and we were at the hospital and she was she was like you're gonna have to maybe take a week off school uh yeah this maybe don't do this anymore and that was the extent i was like yeah but but vengeance i need i need vengeance on this guy uh so yeah and that was that was kind of it had you been getting in bother fights on the street at this point no not really like 
like I was always uh, I was always big like I was the same height I am now when I was I don't know 11 or well, something, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so it was I never had trouble per se because I was you know I was physically able to to, to fight if I needed to but I was always I was like the king of the misfits as it were all my friends were a little bit off you know so they would get a little bit bullied but I wouldn't but it'd be it'd be a weird setup so no I never really had that many fights but apart from the ones I would try and set up in the garden or mm-hmm. in the front room or, or whatever it was so you so had your MMA debut mm-hmm. with no no fighting experience mm-hmm. in the locker and um, so for the next fight did you just more more videos or um, at what point did you decide to well, actually start training yeah there was a gap there was a gap after that mate. I didn't have a I didn't have a fight again till uh, I was 19 something yeah. like that and so I found I found a gym started training you know they, they treated me pretty well and and yeah but again I, I made without sounding too you know uh, oh, I made a mistake here and I made a mistake there I didn't take on board what normal people would have taken on board it wouldn't have been like these guys should have looked after me I should have let them look after me instead I thought I knew better and I was like okay instead of waiting for them to get me a fight I'm gonna get a fight by myself and um, yeah so I continued to do that and I had reasonable success you know I had a, I had a few amateur fights or you know fights just and shows and then um, that was okay and then I turned pro and you know that was that was kind of it but it going back I would definitely not do it that way you know, for obvious reasons, it's, yeah. it's a stupid Just keep, show. keep it in your head, like all the other, like all the other kids. Exactly, it's brilliant, though. Exactly. So but they probably saw something. Obviously, if you're prepared to do that in seriousness, if you're prepared to do that at 15, that obviously says of course, of they'll have seen this, you know, potential to. Mm. And and it was good, but again, it was like not looking at excuses or whatever. I, you have to accept, you know, your your decisions and whatnot, but the gym itself was was super far you know i was traveling two and a half hours you know on a bus uh, to get there and i'd get home at 12 and and it was it was hard to make those you know commitments you know so for you did you start doing everything at the same time did yeah you pretty much like striking? you can't really count wrestling you know like your professional pro garden yeah yeah wrestling. you can't really count i'd, that. I'd put it in there because uh, you know, that sounds like your first true martial arts well, harvest, I, exactly exactly it's a leotard yeah you know and it was it was it, it I feel it was a good base like and if I really want to sell the whole wrestling is 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 legit you know look at the guys that have crossed over you know Brock um, yes yeah, I never I never got into it really but yeah mm. I, I didn't realize the depth because because for us it was even at the time even as a kid you saw, you knew Big Daddy was ridiculous because mm. you could tell it was just a big fat bloke mm. and it was in this time it was this really weird setup and then when I realized how big the American one was because you know, I was aware of it all the time mm. well it's, it's, it's based in it's based in reality so to speak you know I mean again I really don't want to be are you still spared. like a are you no, still because like, I've found that as a mate of mine I found out as a it's a proper fan that I didn't know. No, like I don't. I haven't really watched it since since I was and 15. And his wife, as well. They're both just a friend of mine. Guy oh, you don't know. They're really, they're really into it. I was like, what? Well, it's know. that's a bit weird, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Like, but, but, it's, but it's a soap. It's a soap opera. It's, it's yeah. escapism. And you know, I went to I went to a WWE show when it was here at Wembley, and it was full of kids. But it was also full of you know grown men and getting far too into it and carrying signs sounds like the Katy Perry concert I went to yeah a lot of kids and a few just men on their own but maybe that's for a different reason yeah Katy Perry kid. I don't know which is worse but anyway sorry yeah a little little what but yeah I can't judge I can't judge you know I, I try and make a profession 
teaching people to roll around in pajamas and 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 whatnot. So if someone likes to do that on the weekend, sure. You, you said you made a comment like that at a um at a jiu-jitsu tournament we were at because I think certain people oh. who who shall remain nameless they do a little bit of jiu-jitsu and they think they're a gangster. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everybody, yeah, every every niche, every you know hobby is gonna attract you know a, a variety of people. And you know when you when you do add some sort of physical you know competition involved, like I get it, and people you know emotions can flare and and whatnot. But you've got to look at things as someone who wouldn't be interested in it is you know what I mean. Like it's it's nothing. This might be like a nihilistic approach to certain things, but nothing really matters. You know what I mean. As as much as you want to get, as much as you're passionate about something, or as much as this is important to you, in in the grand scale of things, you know you're dust in the wind. If you felt like you got scammed out of your pajama wrestling medal, are you gonna fight somebody about it? Are you gonna are you gonna kick off? Are you gonna do this and that? Like I, I don't see the I don't see the need. But then again, crazy people succeed, right? Like the the people that we know about and hear about and remember are insane, and that's why they pursued it. Where normal people might give up on it, you know. But um, yeah. Do, do you find peace through martial arts? That's a, that's not. A tangent. I'm asking you because of what you mm-hmm. um, what you were saying there. Do you, you're saying about nothing matters, I, and I know the discussion you can have about that. But in terms of what you find to f- important in your life, do you find some sort of peace and stability through? I understand that I need a certain amount of uh, uh, not appreciation. Um, like, well done. You know, you're good. Like, you did well. You know, and and jujitsu and, and MMA is 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 what does that for me. You know what I mean? I don't have don't have that many other talents you know this is something that I, I enjoy and, and people people you know appreciate it you know what I mean the people I, I coach or the people you know even people watch the fight and they come up and be like oh well done blah, blah. I need that and where I could get that acceptance from something else then okay maybe I'd consider it but yeah I, I so this helps me you know what I mean? it helps me validate myself which might not be the best healthiest approach to things but I, th- yeah. I think I think accepting that it's a thing and being open with yourself about it is a is better than pretending it's not a thing. Oh, Do you course. know what I mean? Because I think you're saying it's not the healthiest thing. I think everyone has it to a degree. They have to. Because um, why would if, you? If you didn't, if you didn't care about pleasing other people to some degree, would you, what sort of human being would you be? You would not be able to interact with people. You have to care to some degree. Exactly. It's whether you're. At some desperate stage, you know, and, and, and needing, and also, and whether you're needing something you can get as well. Mm-hmm. Of um, I mean, I find with having children, since having children, it, there's a lot of stability through that mm. because you kind of think, well, they they don't, they don't really think about it. They kind of want you, need you just because you're there, and you think, well, you do that then, and you do that, and there's your kind of basis for everything, and everything else is kind of about doing what you can to make sure you're healthy they're healthy mm-hmm. and as you say yeah ultimately we've, we're here for a while and nothing we achieve is going to be so great that it does make you live forever because that's kind of what I think what people do when they create stuff True. but I think really as, as a person you, you, you acknowledge that for whatever reason you need these things like you need other sustenance and you mm-hmm. can try and have a healthy relationship with it I suppose mm-hmm. but yeah but, but I find martial arts there's a lot of peace comes with that 
yeah, from from like a, a mental standpoint or a physical standpoint? Well, maybe both. I think I think there's there's different there's different things to it. I think one you get simply exhausting your body mm-hmm. in in a healthy way is super calming. You know, imagine how you feel at home. I I can imagine that if I've had to sit at my desk all day and then I have to go to bed, having not read any physical exercise, I feel terrible. Whereas if you've trained hard, you feel great. I mean, it's not going to make all your... If you've got some terrible mental problems, it's not going to make them go away, but it's a massive start. It's a sort of bedrock. But also, but you can get that from any physical activity, I think. Mm. I think specifically martial arts, I think the piece... Thing I was driving at is it's not about trying to be the toughest person it's about kind of thinking well you you're happy with what you've done with yourself you know you're happy that you've kind of you've trained a bit you've taken care of yourself and if if there are any kind of confrontations with anyone whether those are intellectual physical you know it doesn't matter whether you win or lose you you're comfortable with what you've done you're comfortable mm. with your offering you you're comfortable that you've um you, I guess not let yourself down you know you've done I was talking with Alfie about this, about um, whether people should or shouldn't do martial arts, because I think people see it as a, a, th- a thing that, for most of our lives, and minority, you're talking about places where everyone does it, but for most of our lives, it's been a thing that a minority of people have done, you know, you have to choose to go and do it. But look at it the other way, it's really weird that you would not learn to fight for me. Mm-hmm. Because every, every animal fights. True. And you know, we, you know, kids will fight amongst themselves, but to, as an adult, just to decide, I'm not going to bother. It's weird that a person would not learn better to do something that they can naturally do and just decide that it's something that they're never going to get mm-hmm. involved with. Because, of course, it's not always your choice, is it, necessarily? I mean, and the other thing, I think, is that people that do martial arts, they don't want to get in fights mm-hmm. outside of that world because they understand the consequences and they've been hurt and they've hurt people. Because mm-hmm. the hurting people is not nice either, and being hurt is not nice. It's a it's a thing that you that you see much more respectfully, I think, when mm-hmm. you've witnessed, you know, the small amount I have in martial arts compared to you. But you know, someone who's maybe should talk a little bit about how your career's gone because you've, you know, you've done some great things. For me, aside from mixed martial arts, I mean, getting to jujitsu black belt. For people that don't know, there are black belts and there are black belts, and mm-hmm. I've seen some fairly terrible black belts in other martial arts I'm sure everyone has but you don't really I'm sure there are some again but you don't really see them in BJJ Mm. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu so it's a that's a massive achievement and obviously to go on and do the all the MMA stuff you've done and the championship you've recently won is a big deal you know Mm. Um, I think going back to what we were talking about before uh, in regards to why you wouldn't do it like I feel like it is a natural thing. Obviously, society now changes, you know, slightly. We don't need, supposedly, you don't need any, you know, training or, or violence, you know, uh, proficiency, as it were. But um, if you get two kids and you don't have any toys and you don't have any entertainment, you put them in a room. You can count on, until they're going to start wrestling. You know, they'll start wrestling around, and it's, it's something innate. And you know, we're not that separated from, you know, societies when it were a lot more violent. There are still Genghis Khan. DNA, you know, running around, and those are the people you need to be able to deal with or or be able to, you know, engage with if you have to. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a strange thing as to why that kind of isn't proposed to something that it should be important or should you should have some sort of idea of it because it is somewhat natural. You know, animals animals kind of fight around with each other in a, in a play sense and sort of people. But 
you know, uh, I don't know, but society, I guess, gears us towards, you know, whatever, being less. I think, I think people have maybe understood the message a bit better now that it's not, it's not about encouraging violence. Mm. You know, only people that don't do it think that, really. Mm. It's not about encouraging violence. It's about an outlet for something that's natural. Mm. And art, you know, I mean, th- what I didn't realise before starting Jiu-Jitsu is how, how complex it is, I mean. Yeah, like, it's, it's like you said with the, you know, achieving a black belt and, and, and whatnot. Like, it's any, if you want to make the intricacies of anything, you know, we could be talking about you know, just was in this room, uh, painting and decorating. You know, somewhat mundane by people who aren't super interested in painting and decorating, but when you go and you see someone good versus someone who's not so good, the attention to detail, the, you know, the intricacies of doing this right, doing that wrong, you know, you can find that art and that, that, that love in, in everything, you know, and, and jiu-jitsu is something that you can, you get multiple benefits from, you know, physically, mentally. But, um, yeah, you know, it, We'll see, you know, we'll see how it goes socially and, and with acceptance. And you see it's growing, you know, you see the gym and the gym's always full. So, you know. Yeah, it wasn't, it, you would never have seen something like that when I was growing up. The gym like that we have in Richmond, uh, Roger Gracie Academy in Richmond, where it's such a part of the community and like you've got people of all ages there doing all different martial arts, um, all different kinds of people. You know, professional fighters, professional people of all kinds, people of all kinds of jobs. Um, and yeah, a real part of the community. When I was growing up, you'd go and find a karate club or a kung mm-hmm. fu club, and it was a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, you can, again, you can get that with everything, right? Like there's little cliques or people that don't want to share everything with everybody, mm. and you know, this, I'm going to use this as my, you know, this is what gives me validation, you know, being better than you. Mm-hmm. You know, being I'm the boss here. I, I'm able to do this as opposed to you're able to do that. And but this this thing of this thing of sort of getting each other and trying to you know confecting rows about everything. Mm-hmm. You know, social media, rubbish TV, all these things. That 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 kind of thin-skinned looking for reasons to be offended with each other for me is like the polar opposite of the mentality you need to have. To be to be a good martial artist, because what you need to do is you need to you need to find calm. You need to find mm-hmm. you know your own space and kind of not be not be constantly kind of chippy about what other people might be thinking and what and finding things to be angry about. It's the complete antithesis of what you should be thinking if you're trying to be a good mm-hmm. person of any kind. But I think you know you can find it, I guess, to other things. But I think you find it a lot through martial arts it's true because it's like, wringing the bullshit out of everything do you know yeah. what I mean but it's it's because of the consequences you know if you happen to be that guy that is you know super thin skinned or looking to be offended or looking to have some sort of you know oh, what was me confrontation you will be you know I hate to use these words but punished for it in one sort or another either people won't want to train with you or people will train overly hard with you and those are the ramifications as opposed to if you're on social media and you're looking to, you know, badmouth people or, or you, what do you get back? You know, you'll get, you'll get a little comment back or someone will call you a dick or something, but you're able to do that and there's no real physical ramifications. So I think that's where, you know, you see what really works in a real life situation, how you're really supposed to be as a person. Because people like, people like using the expression real world, don't they? And they use it mm-hmm. for all kinds of bullshit things, but... I think I think a good 
you know, a good use for it is is fighting, mm-hmm. as you say, because it's, it's it's obvious. You don't have to kind of you don't have to kind of ask how things went. Generally, you know how you know you know how things have gone. Mm. How long do you think you'll fight for? Do you know? um, I'm definitely in in the twilight of my career, as it were. Um, so tell us about the organisation you're fighting for now, and uh, what you because for people that because I think the casual the casual fans don't kind of realise the depth of the depth of this sport, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, obviously, yeah, because again, there are people to still refer to it as UFC. You know what I mean? Do you get that a lot? Yeah, still? of course. You know, yeah. oh, you fight UFC. Well, no, uh, but this and oh, so it's not. It's a question of whether it's worth having a longer conversation with, yeah, or exactly. just saying yes and carrying on. Or. I had uh, I had a guy the other day that that spoke to me about it, and he was like, "Well, I'm really interested. Like, you tell me." And I was like, "Okay, cool." And he goes, uh, "So I was talking." He goes, "Oh, so you, uh, you know, what? Are you any good?" I was like, "Well, we we could find out. Like, we could we could do it now if you want." So no, 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 no. But like, you know, what have you done? You fought in the UFC. I was like, well, no, like, you know, I fought on Bellator, which is, you know, the second biggest show in the world, possibly. It's like, yeah, but it's not UFC. I was like, oh, yeah. why? We need, we need to stop talking now. But th- there's a, there's a certain, that's the same sort of element of people that they see someone losing a fight. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be like the biggest fight in the world. They see someone losing a fight and go, oh, he's shit. I'd, I'd be that guy. <laughs> would, why wouldn't you just stand up? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, he got, um, he, he got knocked out by someone else who's really good. I could. Like, <laughs> But I think that, but that goes that that's that thing of loads of blokes, the ones you've never trained or maybe once did some karate. They talk about is that it's the fantasies in the head, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's the you know, choosing to live live your life like that. Rather. But it, it's strange because that's what I never got. Like you can, if you have those, like you can get it. If you have those aspirations, you can go do it. Now I'm I'm not trying to be like a Tony Robbins, you know, positivity guy, but it's pretty simple. Mm. You, know I mean? you don't even have to train if yeah, exactly now you'll learn that maybe that isn't the best way to do it but like you can chase these things and, and I, I, I so many strange I don't know why this sport is is attracts these sort of people but you know it's maybe the physical element more so that you know people get their feelings hurt but um, you know I know guys that, that dream of it and they dream it for years and they're like I want to do this and for an example I know a guy that never trained a day in his life but he paid for a month away you know in a, in a gym in Thailand and, and he went and they stuck him on a bag. He was like, well, I want to spar, I want to fight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the UFC and did it. So they sparred, he got kicked in the face. His eye blew up and he went home and never again. And, and that was it. And I was just like, maybe I'm, off, I'm running on a tangent again, but you can do these things if you want to put the work in. Like people, it's not uh, a world away. You know, everyone's yeah. still within grasp, especially this sport. Like this is one of the sports you can still train with the idols, like the greatest of all time. Let's say whoever you think that is, Roger Gracie, Marcelo Garcia. He was in the other day. He was in the other day. Chatting you, with us, he was. You can still train with the best guys, you know? And so it's, it's if you have those aspirations, go do it. I, I never got the guys that would lie, especially about fighting. You know, I remember when, when I was a kid and we'd go to clubs or whatever, and guys would lie about fighting. And I would know because they would tell me, oh yeah, you know, I'm just amateur, but, you know, I got paid ten grand for my last fight, and uh, you know, and I, I, I've got an undefeated record, hundred no, but I'm gonna turn, I'm gonna turn pro soon, and, and and all this stuff. And I was like, why are you lying about this? Because again, this again, the nihilistic type thing, but it's it's nothing, you know, it's everything and nothing. It's everything to you, it's everything to me. But you know, you on the grand scheme of things, you don't have healthcare, you don't get paid a lot of money, you you know, you you have a ugh, unappreciated job for the majority of the time. Why would you lie about that? Lie about being an astronaut. 
Like, like, I, she, she, and you probably get more girls lying about being an astronaut. Like, I don't get it. But um, yeah. So I don't know. AF. That's my little motivational little section. Like, yeah, go do it if that's what you want to do. I've been, I've been talk, trying to talk so everyone, I, everyone I get talking to about. It, I try to get to jiu jitsu. Mm-hmm. Especially, cause not, I mean, not MMA because. Yeah, you know, I think sure. people I'm talking to at my age, they, go, they all say I think I'm probably too old. So you're not, no, for sure. And, but I think I think MMA has a shelf life. Not only one physically, but two, you will find one aspect of MMA that you'll like more, and then you'll do that 100. Like if you're if you're less on time, you don't have the, as much flexibility as as professional athletes do. Rather than going to a boxing session in the morning and then a wrestling session in the afternoon and a jitsu session in the evening and then doing some strength conditioning you'll go, okay, out of all those four things, I liked boxing the most. So I'm just gonna do boxing now. You know, there's very few people that I know that started doing MMA and s- still do MMA, you know, as a hobby, you know, unless you're doing this as a, as a profession. So there's definitely a shelf life in it and, but you know. <sighs> so you're talking about your shelf life, but you, you haven't decided, you haven't given an age it, or it, it, it's 31 a t- now. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough thing. Like, again, I remember when I was 15, mm. I was like, yeah, 25. By the time I'm 25, 100 I, no. yeah, 100 no UFC heavyweight champ. Like I'll, I'll quit then. You know, I'll be old by 25. And then it was I got to 25. I was like, okay, still a child. 28, 28. Let's go 28. And then it's like okay, 30. And like, oh, mm-hmm. and um, so now it's it's a fight by fight basis. And I understand that I I want to do coaching. I want to be involved in this for the rest of my life. And I understand that coaching will be the way I can do that because I'm not going to make Conor McGregor money. Um, so I need to set up a legacy for coaching. And you know, the best way of doing that, in my opinion, other than producing high-level athletes and and you know, champs, uh, is by proving you can do it as well. You know, because people will look at it. I know it's not the best, and obviously those who can't coach. Yeah, but know, for my money, you'll be you're already a very good coach. I appreciate that, and you will be whether you, you know of whatever course. happens in your next. Of course, and I and I, and I appreciate that, and and that should be the goal for every coach. Like you should, regardless if you compete or not, you mm. should be able to put your best effort into into your guys, into your students. But who? How are you going to get that through the door? You know what I mean? Like realistically, guys come to a big academy because oh world champ Roger Gracie oh world champ Marcelo Garcia he could be a terrible coach but you wouldn't know until you train with him and the only reason you train with him is because you can see he's successful so you know I've still got I've still got opportunities I've still got time you know what I mean I get uh, I've been made some offers recently so we will you know see those through and if everything's successful I'll continue you know until until the wheels fall off so to speak well, you said you mentioned other injuries before, and you mentioned head trauma before. Do you? Mm. Well, um, you don't, have, don't have to talk about it, it bums you out, but <laughs> I know you've mm. mentioned it to me before. So, well, no, like the obviously, I had a, I had a scare, so I had a brain scan for for a fight, and uh, they found something on it. And this was, you know, again, we're not we're not rich, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, so you know, brain scans cost money. And if I, if I pay for one and they want to see another one just to test this one, that's another few hundred pounds. Uh, but, you know, long story short, I did that and it ended up being nothing. But for that, for those, that month or that couple of weeks, I was sitting there like, oh, what's, what's happening? You know, is this, is this bad? Is this serious? Should I stop? Should I not? Um, 
it's it's a risk and it's a risk we all take but so is that just from an a particular incident no like it, a... uh, supposedly it's just a, not an abnormality but it's just a distinct uh, slight difference you know your brain might look like this my brain might look like that and because it's slightly different they looked at it like oh this could be this could be an aneurysm and um yeah but i got i got another check and everything's fine but yeah there's there's risks but there's risk of everything you know like i hate to know this but how many people do you know with parkinson's how many of those people were professional fighters how many of those people uh, had significant head trauma you know we're all they're all there's there's a shelf life for everybody and and unless you're late you're making specific efforts to be healthy for the future and whatnot you're gonna run into instances and if that stops you from living your life then you've already been beaten by it you've already you know you need to make allowances but yeah the brain trauma is an issue now because it's the whole CTE thing and, and the movie from with Will Smith in it and, and all that sort of stuff so it's a big talking point now but uh, yeah I'm, I'm in I don't want to say I'm indifferent I'm not sure like because even even when I had the issue I thought well I could still fight on little shows I could still I could still possibly risk it on shows that aren't going to test think, you see, do you think you've still got is there, do you think there's a still a bit of that I have that 15 year old oh for sure like you know I'm, I'm still yeah I'm still stupid because again like what else would I do you know what? and obviously now I have but I, you're bright right you know you're clever as well uh, well th this is the thing I and this is not like a kind of oh well let me I'm not saying that I wouldn't I mean I'm mm. just you know sorry yeah no, no I get it but no I did I did like a law degree uh, recently yeah. and and after well, I didn't know that, but I was just yeah. I was basing it. On I have to throw that in. I did have it on my Instagram for a little while, like law student. But um, no, but I did, I did that, and I kept thinking, okay, the best case I can do get get a degree, work a, a good job in law or whatever. And I was like, but the worst thing I could do for my life is get a degree and work a law job. Like I don't want to work a regular but you, job. So you have you have a law degree. Mm -hmm. So, but you mentioned that in the same way that I might mention like a swimming certificate do you know what I mean it's like a mm. I mean it's not a do you know what I mean yeah I get it I get it but uh, I mean it's a lot of work right and a lot of difficult work I think I think I got I got into the I know how to pass tests as it were I know how to pass more so than I, we could have a discussion now and I couldn't I couldn't tell you anything important I couldn't tell you I couldn't, <laughs> what does that mean though? well I don't know if we'd started discussing laws and how oh, laws okay, were made yeah. and well, I, I studied a bit of law and you don't want to be remembering most of that well, stuff, do you? Well, know, I can tell you about so, this time where a snail was found in a bottle and... and oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Your cases. Yeah, I spent I spent 30 grand to, to know about that. Like, what? But, um, yeah, so it's just... But I suppose if you, you know, I guess it's if you're... It, I guess it's if you're choosing to look at it through that, how much do things matter? But, I mean... I guess you can't say you can't do you can't say you can't do other things if you've studied something you're capable of you could do that but you don't want to that's mm. a different thing if you yeah. want to be a crazy wild man fighter that's it's true it's true maybe that's just what you are but it doesn't mean you but the only reason I interrupted you because you say what else am I good at I mean you could be you bright enough to get a law degree and I knew you're bright just from talking to you so you could do what you want but maybe you just want to be a fighter mm. Basically, I don't know. Now I'm going into the, like it's well, well. We I need to pull out before we get too deep. Yeah, a little bit maybe. Because <laughs> like, well, I don't, get along. I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't have any experience outside of this for the last ten years. I haven't done all anything. I know is fighting. Yeah, you know what I mean. So what, what am I going to do? And even even now, like uh, majority of people listening, this probably you know work a, a regular nine to five as it were. 
I don't understand the, the, the politics of that anymore. Like, so for example, I remember I was talking to someone and they had a, a problem with someone in the office. And I don't know, they took their sandwich or, or this guy always does this. And I'm like, okay, but I don't want to say you can fight him. But it's, it's like, it's a different, it's a different issue. And I, I don't understand how that's an issue. I haven't had a, a, a weird difference of opinion or, or with somebody in a long time because we're all on the same page. You know, and and if I don't like you, I can mention it in a in a in an environment that runs that, and and people sit on on this resentment. That that, that that people being bickery in offices thing, I've I've witnessed enough of it to know that it's a weird way to live. Right, and and these and it affects them. They take it home. You know. Yeah, but and it's I think I think it's that it's the same thing as people annoy with each other on the tube. You know, it's just mm. it's that. Mm, the humans around me are annoying me. They're they're in my space. They've touched my milk, and I think yeah. that that attitude. We know the, the last couple of days, everyone's been talking about Piers Morgan, right? Mm-hmm. And he is the the physical embodiment of someone who's cross about everything. Sure. I'm I'm doing this with my hand. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure crunching up my fingers. It doesn't come out, but you, you understand what I mean. Mm-hmm. I'm expressing this kind of like niggly, gnarly rage that so many people have, and I think in offices as a there's a low level of that and I think people and when you're forced together on a tube there's a low level because they, people don't want their personal space invaded but the best thing about doing jiu-jitsu is when you've had the, the the horrendous invasions of personal space you can be you can be you can be in an uncomfortable public situation thinking eh. well what this is this is true like I you know it, it, rage about something I, I get we all do I guess yeah. I think and it maybe comes from entitlement. It maybe comes from the fact that we are a social media society mm. now, and it's like, well, I what I say, what I think is important, and what I say is important, and what I want is important, and you need to look at my pictures of my lunch, and you need to do this. Mm. Uh, when it wasn't that long ago, when no one gave off fuck what you wanted, like you know, you would go and work in the mine, you know, because you had to. Yeah. And you know, hopefully you didn't die, and you would go home, and you'd have you know you'd have fun with your family or whatever it was, and that was the extent of it. But now we're so looking for you know, well, the, I'm important, and this is this is important to me. It doesn't really matter. You're not important. Like no, but we're we are to, we're a, a weird point, aren't we? That I think at, at some point I think people are realizing that this is just talk too much, mm-hmm. and you need to reclaim some space for yourself. You need to yeah, and you need you need to. Do some do something which, like, whether it's yoga or martial arts or or some some pursuit, something that, or, you know, or or, or a, you know, work that you're properly you know, dedicated to to bring yourself back to a place where you're not you're not fretting about bullshit that true that you know we talk about things not being important. These things really aren't important, you know. Mm. Ephemera out there batted around some of it not, not even by people mm. and yeah, you know I, getting bots making you cross you know I mean, sure. it's, it's crazy for sure but it, it, you know it's, it's gratitude I guess you know you should and that's a healthy that's a healthy emotion to have you know you need to be because I'm not going to lie it's not like we can all follow our dreams and have a great job and do this and that but you need to be appreciative of what you have and whether that's just your health you know, which which you know you should be putting work into, or whether that's just you know, whether that's your job, whether that's your your ability to you know whatever see, feel, touch, you know, read. 
you should appreciate that and be gratitude of that because that's where your happiness is going to come from. You got yeah, you've got to be yeah. The fact that you're alive, healthy, can eat today, you you're winning today. You know, you're succeeding. Sure. You're alive, and you, I think you do have to be grateful for it. But I think do, the reason I call this healthy beast because some people gave me some stick for it. It's not me that I'm beast. <laughs> it, what I meant was I think that um, we need to remember that we're animals and give ourselves the things you would give an animal you know you give it the right food mm-hmm. shelter the, the right amount of love all these things are necessary for any animal but for some reason we don't think that applies to us it's true so you'll happily people think it's normal to have you do something where you sit there all day you have people be mean to you you eat shit yellow food and you go home and have someone else be mean to you but they think that's okay that's true and, and, and it's not on, on every one of those levels yet yeah, as the, people talk about basic needs being shelter and yeah shelter and some food but there's more than that isn't there there's sure. basic needs of if, if you did what you just described to a dog you would be arrested yeah. you know if I forced a dog into an uncomfortable position eight hours a day and then gave it you know some what's it's or something I would be done I would be taken away but but hu- people we're, we're okay with doing that you know we're in a situation to where that's what you got to do and now it's a case of rather than fixing that and, and doing what you, you know, could make things better, you, you, we're going to moan about it, mm. you know, and, and look for some other stuff to be angry about where it doesn't really do anything. The dog one's perfect. And the dog one's the one I use to, as an excuse to get myself to jiu-jitsu to my wife, you know, mm. like, oh, well, you wouldn't, wouldn't know, you know, and then <laughs> I'm off. But it's, but it's true. I think you, you, you need to see it as fundamental. We've got to do it, you know. Mm. As you say, if you, where does this, where does this idea that if it's not good for a dog, it's okay for a human being come from? We just It's, it's that thing of like heaping suffering on ourselves yeah. that we don't need. True. Because there's, there's stuff you're going to suffer with anyway. You can't avoid it. But if you're choosing it by mm. what you do every day, if you're choosing to undernourish yourself in any of those fundamental ways, you, you're already in a place where there's, you're suffering without you know whatever bad extra things life can chuck at you true and and you know we can make this an argument as as english people you know it's a case of well other other cultures have lesser work days other cultures have a a, a nap in the afternoon you know siesta and whatnot but we're uh we you know we do this and we get on the tube and we get angry about it and we get on social media we get angry about it and yeah i don't know but uh this why things like this exist you know people listen to advice and and you know hopefully change things for the better well it's great to have you back in the uk how long are you here for uh, I'm here for like two weeks. Do some teaching while you're here. Yeah, hundred percent. Bit of a role. Yeah, hundred percent. Let me know. We'll go down to Richmond Fitness Club. We'll do it, man. Yeah. Oh man. Thanks for doing it, Dan. Yeah, thank you, Cheers, bro. I appreciate hey. it. Thank you. Hey, man. Thanks again to my friend Dan Vinny. You can see more of his crazy antics on Instagram at the snowman underscore mma the snowman underscore mma healthy beast is on instagram at healthy beast podcast thank you very much goodbye (laughs) 